The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. Remember when I was teaching on on, uh, no condemnation, I was giving you an example of how the devil operates. When the devil was cast out, one thing he wanted to do was to have a go at God. And because he couldn't reach God, the only way he could have access to God, guess what? Was to go and, and, and tamper with the image of God. You remember when Saddam Hussein was overthrown? Do you see people tearing his pictures? They were stamping on his statutes. What were they attacking? His image. Don't we just be grateful to the Lord for preservation, for how far he's brought us. He has delivered us from accidents. He has covered us. He has delivered us from shame. The enemy wanted to destroy us, but he's brought us to the end of September. Why don't we open our mouth and thank God for all he's done for us. Just begin to thank him. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise. Just begin to thank him. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank him because he has been good. We thank you for your mercies. That we are not consumed, Lord. We thank you for your thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your coming. Thank you for how far you brought us. Thank him, thank him. Open your mouth and thank him. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. There is none like you. We thank you. Open your mouth. It's only the living that praise him. The dead cannot praise him. The dead cannot thank him. Father, you have been so kind to us. Oh, there is no one like you. There is no one like you. There is no one like you. Oh, thank you for the healings. Thank you for the miracles. Thank you for what you've done unto us. Thank you for the testimonies. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you glory. 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 The power of God is here. The glory of God is here. Open your mouth and thank Him. Open your mouth and thank Him. Open your mouth and thank Him. In the name of Jesus. 
Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We honor you, Lord. Jesus and praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. And let's please be seated in the presence of the Lord. God has been so good to us. Uh, we thank God for what he's doing in our midst. Thank God for all the powerful testimonies. And we thank God for his goodness. Amen. Amen. We thank God for his goodness. There is none like him. Amen. I said there is none like him. Amen. Him alone deserve all the praise. Amen. Amen. Well, this week has been a week of uh, marathon for us. Uh, our bishop had a week long a celebration because on Tuesday 
uh, was his 60th birthday. Amen. And um, I had the opportunity of, of preaching on his birthday. It was, it was, um, it was just humbling out of all the many, many people our bishop knows and uh, out of the senior big men and big bishops, uh, I was given the opportunity to minister on his birthday and for me it was humbling. For some time now, you know, every time he invites me, I don't sleep until after I finish. I cannot sleep properly. So most of the times I was up uh, through 4 a.m., 5 a.m., having just one hour of sleep or a few minutes. And, uh, but we thank God. On Tuesday, I preached on unveiling the mystery of honor. And I believe that uh, it was powerful. Many were blessed. Uh, thank God for all the members who came to honor our vision. to bless you. For me, uh, Bishop has given me many opportunities. One thing I always thank God for is giving me the opportunity to marry my wife. Because, you know, there's no greater joy than to have peace in your home. And I have peace in my house. When I sleep, I don't open one eye and check him. There are many husbands and wives who sleep on the same bed with one eye open, checking. What was her next move? What's his next move? But God has given me peace because Bishop led her to Christ. Bishop trained her, taught her the ways of God. And for me, I am eternally eternally indebted to him. Uh, so the whole of this week we've been there from, from Tuesday up until last night. We were there and uh, today is the last day. Today is a Thanksgiving service. So as many of you also that can come, uh, come and let's go and honor our bishop. Let me say this. I've said it time and time again that it doesn't matter what gift you have. If you walk in dishonor, your life will be cut short. It is so crucial for us to understand honor. Amen? And God has brought me this far because of honor. So, it's something that I shaved a bit, but now I'm going to be teaching it a lot of times. Honor and dishonor. I believe that's, that's my, one of the messages God has given me to this generation and generations beyond. And listen, let me show you the secret to life. 
The secret to life is not in prayer and fasting. All these things are good. We are not in prayer and fasting. The secret to life is honor. When you honor an anointed man of God, the heavens will be open over you Amen. and you'll go far. And I'm telling you, I'm walking in some dangerous blessings. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm walking in some dangerous blessings. I'm telling you, God has blessed me so much. Very soon, when you see the newspapers writing bad things about me, you'll stand and defend me because you know that I did not acquire all this wealth through, through manipulation. God has blessed me. I'm telling you. And the secret is honor. The secret is what? Honor. What's the first commandment with the blessing? Honor your, your father and your mother and your days shall be long on the earth and it shall be well with you. Amen. First commandment. So I say, oh, we don't have to practice the Ten Commandments. Okay, you go and dishonor your mother and father. I am a, I am a living testimony of my father cursing my brothers and today, is dead and gone up to today. They are struggling. They are suffering. They are confused. I was the last but one. I understood honor. When I was living in my father's house, I was paying the light bill of the whole house and the water bill. I refused to live in the house free. So I was paying the light bill for the whole house and the water bill for the whole house. And I was working as a carpenter going to school and every time I make money, I put my, my bank was under my pillow. And when it's Christmas, I go and take out fresh notes, fresh notes, Christmas day, and I'll give my father money, I'll give my mother money, and I'll buy chicken and they'll cook for the whole house. And God, my father continued to say, God will bless you. God will bless you. God will bless you. God will bless you. And look at me today. I'm enjoying that blessing. I'm enjoying that blessing. I'm enjoying that blessing. Because of honor. God said, I must teach the body of Christ honor. And anywhere my name is mentioned, it will be associated to this subject, honor and dishonor. And don't be in this house and you miss it. Don't be in this church whilst others are getting blessed in the world and you miss it. Listen, God cannot be more. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. You sow dishonor, you reap dishonor multiplied. You sow honor, you reap honor multiplied. So don't be in this house and become leprosy because you walked in dishonor. 
it shall not be so with you. Amen. I said, it shall not be so with you. I have caught something. Let me say this. I will say this to the glory of God. You know me, I will never boast. When I preached on honor, unveiling the mystery of honor on Tuesday, Wednesday, the man of God who came to preach, the bishop, spoke about the same thing. Thursday, they spoke about the same thing. Friday was the what? Book launch. Someone spoke about the same thing. Yesterday, during the party, I think I worked out during speeches, I understand my name was being mentioned for honoring our man of God. We, we didn't do it because we want my name mentioned. And throughout, everybody who came to stand there talking, my name is being mentioned. I mean, what have I done? I'm nobody. I haven't done anything. If everybody come to stand and this is not calculated. Everybody, different people are mentioning your name. This person, one name running through some a bishop's celebration of birthday uh, celebration. And somebody who is from far, his name is being mentioned. It's not my day. It's the bishop's day. And my name is being mentioned throughout. Do you know what the Holy Spirit told me when I got home? I was not there when the speeches started. So my wife came to say, where are you? Where are you? Mama Vivian was mentioning your name. Where are you? When I got home, the Holy Spirit said to me, after you are dead and gone, wherever your name is mentioned, it shall be for good. It shall be for honor. It shall be for good. Nothing else but for good. That's what the Holy Spirit said to me. So God really orchestrated it that I will not be there at that point. And then when I came, the Holy Spirit said, this is what, going, what is going to happen. I have caught something. I want you to follow me. Listen, understanding can wait. Obedience is now. God will not reward you for understanding. God will reward you for your obedience. When God said to Abraham, sacrifice your only son, he didn't understand it. Did he obey? Did God honor his obedience or his understanding? Yeah. It's not everything we'll understand. I don't understand how God heals people. People come and stand here and testify. Oh, someone's preaching and then they go here. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But obedience, when we stand here, we obey what God tells us to say and we say it. Hallelujah. The glory of God is in this house. No one will discredit your life. Your life will go up higher and higher in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And for all of you who are there, God will bless you. The God that I serve, who has been kind to me, who has opened major doors for me globally, 
He will bless you. Amen. And hear me, when I open my mouth and I say God will bless you, don't think that's a casual statement. Okay, never take your man of God's words casual. Never. I was in the U.S. and Bishop Tudor Bismarck saw me and he said, out of all the people, he came and said, look after your anointing. He said, look after your anointing. It's not a casual statement. It's not a casual statement. It's a, it's a great man of God that I've seen everything. Out of everything he could say, he said, look after your anointing. I said, aha. Because what is the devil going to come after? Your anointing. Your anointing. The higher you are anointed, the higher the devil will come. You know. So get ready. Listen, we have entered into the glory zone. You will not need anybody to pray for you for you before you will be healed. You don't need anybody to pray for you. In this glory season there will be unprecedented signs and wonders happening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, are you ready for the word? Wow. Let me conclude this message so we can go. Amen? Amen. All right. Turn with me, please, in your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. I read. It says, but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the same, even as by the spirit of the Lord. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. Amen. I'm concluding the message I started last week titled, From Glory to Glory. From glory to glory. Please understand that everything God does moves from one level of glory to another level of glory. Whatever God does increase more and more. That's why the Bible says in the book of Psalm 84 verse 7, it says, everyone that appeareth in Zion shall go from strength to strength, from strength to strength. So every time we come into the presence of God, God takes us from one level of glory to another level of glory. So the scripture we read in the book of Second Chronicles, Corinthians chapter 2, verse chapter 3, verse 18, the Bible says, but we all, not some, we all, with an open face. I want you to notice that the opening of your face is your responsibility. The opening of your eyes is your responsibility. It's not God's responsibility. It says, but we all with an open face beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord. The word glass there is a mirror. And that word mirror there also represents the word of God. It says, so we all with an open face beholding us in a glass or us in the word, the glory of God. So that means 
the glory of God has a specific place that it is revealed. If you want to see the glory of God, there is a specific place where the glory is revealed. And look at where the glory of God is revealed. The glory of God is revealed only in the word of God. In the word of God. It says, but we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image. Into the same image. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness. Verse 27, it says, and in the image of God made him male and female. So we have been made in the image of God. And I told you last week that this image is the glory of God. Because God is a spirit. John chapter 4 verse 24, it says God is a spirit. And they that worship God must worship him in spirit, in glory and in truth, in spirit and in truth. So when God made man, God covered man with his glory. God covered man with his glory. That's why when the devil came, all he wanted was the glory of God that was upon man. And so the day Adam and Eve disobeyed God, the glory of God departed and the devil had access to that glory. Many will say it's authority, but I, 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 I will say to you it's more of the glory than authority. Because the moment they sinned, the Bible says that they became aware that they were naked. So what was covering them before? It was the glory. When the glory covers you, you don't see it. Remember, I always tell you that you don't see the glory. It's the devil that sees the glory. You don't see the glory. That's why he wants to come after the glory. So when we look into the word, we behold the glory of the Lord and we are changed into the same image. Oh, this is powerful. I can stay here for Five years teaching on this. Teaching on this image that the Bible is talking about. He said we are changed into the same image. Now I want you to understand that from day one, what the devil has been attacking is the image of God in us. Remember when I was teaching on on, uh, no condemnation, I was giving you an example of how the devil operates. When the devil was cast out, one thing he wanted to do was to have a go at God. And because he couldn't reach God, the only way he could have access to God, guess what? Was to go and, and, and tamper with the image of God. You remember when Saddam Hussein was overthrown? Do you see people tearing his pictures? They were stamping on his statutes. What were they attacking? His image. They couldn't get to the person. So when they saw his pictures, what they did was started ripping his image, ripping his pictures, 
thinking they are getting to him. So the same way the devil thinks the only way he can get to God is to get to his image. And you are the image of God. Say a good amen to that. You are the image of God. You have been made in the image of God. That's why some of you when, you know, your, your former ex-girlfriend broke your heart, the first thing you went to attack was their pictures. The pictures you took together, you took scissors and cut off their image off. You said, I don't want you near me. So you took a scissor, cut off, and some of you made a hole in their nose, made a hole in their eyes. What are you trying to do? You are trying to attack them, but because you can't get them, the only thing you have access to is the image, the picture. That's how the devil operates. So if the devil is going to attack you, he's going to attack your image. And what is that image? He doesn't want you to see the glorious gospel, the image of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So he'll do everything to keep you from seeing the correct image. And guess what? Whatever you see, you become. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Whatever you see, you become. Amen. So it's saying we are changed from, we are changed into the same image and look at how this happens. We are moved from the same image which is Christ Jesus, which is God Almighty, but we don't remain there. This is powerful. We don't remain there. We don't remain in the same image as God. We don't remain in the same image as Jesus. We, we actually improve upon that image. That image now moves from where? From glory to glory. That means there are levels in the glory. Even as by the spirit of the Lord. Let me read it in the Amplified. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, And all of us, as with unveiled face, as with unveiled face, we continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. So the image of God moves from one degree to another. Amen. One degree to another. So the question is, how are we going to have access to this image? How are we going to see this glory? How many of you want to see the glory? Amen. You remember Moses' cry in Genesis chapter, Exodus chapter 33 verse 18. His cry is that God, show me your glory. That was his cry. Yeah. Exodus chapter 33, I think verse 19. It says, Lord, show me your glory. And God said, no, you can't see my glory. God said, you cannot see my glory. God said, I'll make my goodness to pass. And then I'll show you my part. And I'll show you something little. Now Moses could not see the glory of God. But we have a better covenant. Amen. We have a better covenant because now God is not outside of us. God is inside of us. Jesus Christ is inside of us. That's why the Bible says Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that means when Christ comes, there is also another greater glory that we are going to experience. And I decree over you that you will experience the glory of God. I said you will experience the glory of God in the name of Jesus. So how do we have access to this glory? James chapter 1 from verse 22 to 25. James chapter 1 from verse 22 to 25. I read. It says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Will you be deceiving me? No. Will you be deceiving your brother? No. Will you be deceiving your neighbor? No. Who will you be deceiving? If you are only a hearer of the word, who will you be deceiving? Myself. Is it me? Myself. No, you'll be deceiving yourself. It says, for if, <laughs> I was going to say this, this is interesting. I, I think we've got into the time where we deceive our own selves. It says, how? Do you know that you don't even trust your own self? He <laughs> said, pastor, how? I trust myself, prove it. Now, if you trust yourself, why do you have password on your phone? <laughs> Some of you don't have anyone living with you. You will live alone, and yet you still have password on your phone. You have password on your iPads. I said, oh, because of my work colleagues. No, when you get home, why don't you take off the password? You don't trust your own self. You're deceiving your own self. Verse 23, it says, For if ye be hearers of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. <laughs> it says, If you are only a hearer of the word and not a doer, you are like a natural man looking at your face in a mirror. How many of you take the word you hear each week and use it. The result I see in your life is not compared to what I preach in this church. I expect more results. But you know what? We have put ourselves in an auto mode. We just come to church weekday and Sunday for coming sake. That should not be the essence of church. Every time we come, we must have a contact with the glory. And when we have a contact with the glory, when we go out there, people must see a difference. Yeah. Amen. Are you following what I'm saying? Amen. He says, For we, if you are be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass. And look at what he do. He does. For behold, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straight away forgotten what manner of man he was. So, what the Bible is saying is that when you look into the mirror, which is the word, when we come to the church and we hear the word, you have behold yourself in the word. But when you get out of the church, the Bible says that you forget immediately what manner of man or what manner of woman you were. So, you look into the mirror this morning. The purpose of looking into the mirror is to be able to remember what you look at, what you looked at 
when you were not in the mirror, even when you are outside. So when you look in the mirror, you know without a shadow of doubt is that your hair was nicely combed. Your face was nicely polished. So even though you are not looking in the mirror, even though you've left, you've moved away from the mirror, you still have an image of what you saw in the mirror. That's what the Bible is saying. Every time we read the word, we must still remember the image of what we read from the word. So when the enemy knocks on the door, you tell the enemy, I've already looked in the mirror. I know what I saw in the mirror. I saw the image of God. I saw the righteousness of God. I saw the glory of God. I beheld the glory of God. So you can't change what I saw. That's why we will never forget. That's why faith comes by how? Hearing and continuous hearing the word of God. You don't hear it once and that's it. You continue to what? Hear it and continue to hear it. But whosoever, verse 25, it says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. Say a good amen. amen. This man, this woman shall be blessed in his deed. How? Because when you look into the perfect law of liberty, which is the word, and you continue therein. You don't stop. You continue therein. You continue therein. This is why, you know, it's so important to be in every service. When you're in service, what you're doing is you are continuing therein. When you come to church, you are continuing therein. And as you continue therein, you continue therein, you continue therein, you become not a forgetful hearer. You become not a forgetful hearer. Have you ever woken out of bed early in the morning and then the first word that comes to your heart is something I preached before? A word that I, I preach and then you wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes to your heart or your mind is what I said. What's that? You see, every time you keep coming, you are continuing therein, and then what happens is you now become not a forgetful hearer. Yeah. Are you following me? And once you become not a forgetful hearer, guess what happened? The moment the word is revised back in your heart, then you become a doer of the work. Then you become a doer of the work. It says, the moment you become a doer of the work, it says, this man or this woman shall be blessed in all his deeds. There is always profit in doing the word. There is always profit in walking by faith. 
Say a good amen to that. Someone say from glory glory to glory. glory. Someone say we are moving from glory glory to glory. glory. This church is moving from glory to glory. This morning I had our praise and worship and I said, no, this, there's something different. Amen. It's Amen. like we are moving from glory Amen. to glory. There's no struggle. Amen. I just, the way they were connecting their songs, I said, mm, something has changed. Amen. It felt as if I was in another church. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We are moving from what? From glory to glory. From glory to glory. No struggle. You see, one of the greatest things you must, you, must, you must work to get into is in the glory zone. Amen. Listen, when you are in the glory zone, there is no struggle. Yeah. I will sacrifice everything to be in the glory. Yes. Because God said, my glory will I not share with any man. Mm-hmm. That should tell you how important the glory of God is. Yeah. In the Old Testament, the glory of God is revealed at certain geographical locations appointed by God. But now, the glory of God is only revealed through the word. Write that down. In the Old Testament, the glory of God was revealed at certain geographical locations appointed by God. But now, in this dispensation... The glory of God is revealed only through the word. Only through the word. John chapter 1 verse 14. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. That means your word level determines your glory level. (laughs) If you have a low glory level, it means you have a low word level. Your word level determines your what? Your glory level. And you can only go as far as your word level. If you pass by a gas station and you put five pounds worth of petrol and you're going to Manchester, do you think it will take you? It won't take you. How many years do you want to live here on earth? Why are you only putting five pounds worth of wet? (laughs) Why are you only putting one percent, one pound of wet in your life? You see, many of us don't invest in spiritual things any longer. We don't buy Christian books. We don't read Christian books. We are more interested in reading uh, comments by people on social media platforms. Some of us can stay on social media platforms for hours, hours, hours. It's like some of us, we sleep there. We sleep there. We are commenting on everything, liking everything. That will take us nowhere. Grow up. Grow up. Mature in the word. Study the word. 
Get into the word. You want to see the glory of God? The glory of God is only revealed through the word. Let's look at the same scripture in the Message Bible. Message Bible. It says, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes. The one of a kind glory, like father, like son. Generous inside out. True from start to finish. That's a message Bible. The word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. That's what we must become. When people see us in our neighborhood, they must see the evidence of the word. And when they see evidence of the word, they will see the glory of God. The glory, this glory is one of a kind. It's not any ordinary glory. I mean, have you been to places when people see you and they said, there's something about you. There's something unique about you. That's the glory. They can't pinpoint it, but there is something unprecedented about you. I've been in many atmospheres of the glory and I see people laughing and and playing and they miss out. I was in a service somewhere last month or two months ago. We're in September, right? So last month. And this is very important. I want you to hear me. I'm not a type that is judgmental. I'm a person of grace. My heart is full of grace. I appreciate people's weaknesses and people's strengths. So I was in this major church conference somewhere last month and I swear I was sitting, I saw a lady who was, you know, in the church, what church was going on, she was putting makeup. Putting makeup, putting makeup, putting makeup. So my attention drew to her. I don't know why, I don't know her, but it's like the Holy Spirit wanted to teach me something. And so she was putting makeup, putting makeup in the church whilst the glory of God was saturating the atmosphere. Putting makeup, putting makeup everywhere, looking, looking, looking. Then the next thing, not knowing she was going to be the next person singing. Then they call her, she was on stage, she ministered. When she was ministering, the people were shouting, chanting. God said to me, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is flesh. This is flesh. The Holy Spirit said, this is flesh. This is not me. And then, you know, shouting, shouting, singing. She had a powerful voice. And then when she finished, she came down and she was crying. Crying, sobbing, sobbing. And, you know, dapping the tears from spoiling the makeup. I said, you don't understand the glory. 
when you are truly in the glory, you forget about yourself. She was dabbing her and people were hugging her and hugging her. Then in the next second, she switched from crying to makeup, putting, 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 putting. Putting, putting everywhere. I said, wow, the Holy Spirit said to me, this is the state of the church. Where now the church of Jesus Christ don't understand the glory of God anymore. We dishonor the glory. We walk into the glory of his presence late. We come into his glory with an attitude. We come into his glory chewing gums. Will you ever chew gum in the presence of a, a high-ranking president? Will you be doing makeup in the presence of a high-ranking president? If you're about to get an interview to be, to be employed, will you be chewing gum? That's what the house of God has become. We have dishonored the glory of God in the house. I started weeping in that service. Uncontrollably, I started weeping. God said, I want to teach you something because this month is your month, is a month of glory. Do you know that I was nearly not going to travel because of the things the Lord showed me because he wanted me to teach this. Now, I was going to conclude this today, but I'm not going to conclude this today because we don't have the time. So I'm going to continue this message to four parts because there is more to be revealed by the glory of God. And many, many people have become lepers, leprosy, because they have dishonored the presence of his glory. Church, something is about to break forth from this church to the rest of the world. I want us to understand this. That every time we come to save, we need to understand that we have been anointed to save. Anointed to what? Save the glory of God. We are not doing this unto man, we are doing this unto God. And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. When it comes to saving, it's a matter of the heart. What's in the heart will show externally. Let's learn to honor the house. Let's honor the house of God. Because every time we gather, the glory of God is there. Finally, as I close, question we want to ask is, how do I experience the glory? How many of you want to experience the glory? How do I experience the glory? Three things. Number one, you must walk in humility. Walk in humility. Because God said, no flesh shall glory in my presence. Walk in humility. The Bible says that Moses was the meekest man. The meekest man. Meekness does not mean weakness. Because of his meekness, God revealed great things to him. Walk in humility. Number two, walk in love. Walk in love. Why? Because God 
is love. You can't experience the glory of God if you are walking in anger, bitterness, fighting everybody, hatred. You can't. Unforgiveness. You can't, you can't experience the glory of God. Forget it. Forget it. Number three, walk in complete obedience. Walk in complete obedience. Why? Because the glory of God is only revealed to the obedient. The glory of God is only revealed to the obedient. The glory of God is revealed only to the obedient. So if you want to have access to the glory of God, these are the three key things. Number one, do what? Walk in what? Walk in humility. Be humble. The Bible says humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he'll lift you up in what? In due season. The Bible says, humble yourself, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. You are not humble, you're resisting the devil. The devil said, who are you? Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? <laughs> the devil said, I'm not. He said, come out, devil. He said, who are you? I'm not coming out. Because you're not working in humility. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of principles. It operates in ranks and authorities. Remember the, the centurion in the book of Matthew chapter 8? He said, I'm a man under authority. I say to this one, go, and he goes. So Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. I understand how this thing works. Question, are you under authority? You are not under authority and you want somebody to be under you? You're joking. You're a joker. You go about breaking other people's church and you want to have a church, you're a joker. You're a joker. You go to other people's church stealing the heart of members, pulling them out of the church, and you want to have your own church? Unless God is not God. You are joking. You are a joker. You are a joker. You are fighting against something generations yet unborn in your family cannot even handle. I've seen God wipe out a whole generation. Don't fight the church of God. Don't fight a man of God. Understand these things. I'm gifted. I'm this I am bishop so so and so. I am pastor so so and so. I am reverend doctor. I am prophet so. These days the titles are very confusing. They are very confusing. The titles are very confusing these days. You see somebody title bishop, doctor, prophet, evangelist, teacher, canon. Ark canon, archbishop. Which one are you? Don't confuse us. And say, so because I have all this, I cannot, I cannot sit, I cannot serve anyone. Jesus said, listen, Jesus said, I am in the midst of you as one that serves the almighty Jesus. 
the king of kings and the lord of lords. He said, I am in your midst as one that does what that serves. And who are you? You are Reverend Dr. Pope. <laughs> so you don't want to serve? And you go about breaking other people's churches? Say you are anointed? If you're really, really anointed, why don't you go out there and do fishing yourself? Why do you want to come to somebody's church and steal the members, steal the heart of the members? That's why in this church, no matter whatever your title is, you can be a pope. When you come to this church, you start from beginning. Nobody acknowledges you as pope in this house. Nobody. And woe on you if I'm there, you call somebody who has come from outside, who has given him or herself a title, Pope, Doctor, Prophet, or something, and I'm there, you and you address them by their title. Woe on you. The only person in this house who gives appointments and titles is me. Are you following? That's how, that's how the kingdom of God works. If you don't understand these things, you, 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 are going to, you, are going to, you are going to get into so many things. People going about, messing up, touching people everywhere, touching women everywhere, and say, I'm a prophet, I'm prophesying upon you, and touching women where they are not supposed to be touched. How can this person think they will see the glory? Like I've told you, anywhere you see contention, strife, and all of these things, and you see miracles, it's not the hand of God. It's not the hand of God. I said, oh, pastor, but people were somersaulting. People were vomiting. They had a lot of buckets around. People were vomiting. That's what you like. You like vomit. It's so easy to vomit. Vomiting is not anointing. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Vomiting is not anointing. It's so easy to vomit. How difficult is it to vomit? Just put your hand in your throat and you vomit. And you see that as anointing? Because you are not studying the word. You don't know the word. And so you believe everything that is gullible. You are tossed about through and through. It's time for us to enter into the glory. It's time for us to move from glory to glory. It's time for us, when people see us, they'll say, the glory has moved into our neighborhood. This is the glory of God. The glory of God has moved into our neighborhood. And because the glory of God has moved into our neighborhood, there's no more crime here. There's no more killing here. There's no more knife crime. There's no more drag coming into this neighborhood because the glory of God has moved into the neighborhood. Because we are here, the crime levels in this area has gone down. And very soon, you will not hear of any crime in the whole of Crowley because we have hosted the glory of God in this area. And I've come to announce to the devil, everywhere Solution Chapel International is planted, there will be no crime. 
There will be no crime. There will be no killing. We will see nothing else but the glory of God. I just saw a headline saying that Crawley is now the happiest place for people to live. When I saw it, I said it's because of Solution Chapel. Because we have been praying. We have been praying for this community. And I'm telling you, very soon, not long from now, in the next six months, you will not hear of any crime in the whole of Crawley. So as we end, I want us to be hungry for the glory. Go for the glory of God. As a church, let's go corporately for the glory. And let's see God transform our lives from glory to glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you receive it today? Come on, give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus said, The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do. Come and have an encounter with the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God at work in the life of Pastor Adama Segbeji this Sunday, 10 a.m. at Solution Chapel International, Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, RH10-8DS, or call 01293-885-000 for more information, or on the web at solutionchapel.org. Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles.